This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermover, and this is episode 41. And today we're going to talk about exploring cities with digital scavenger hunts. Before I start, I must say that it was my oldest daughter, Rachel, who came up with the idea for this episode. She has done a number of these with me in the past, and when I was asking her for ideas on good topics to cover over the summer, she suggested this one. Now, Rachel is also a teacher in Funda Funda Academy. She's currently a PhD student, but on the side, she teaches our visual literacy class. And take a look at that if you have students who like graphic novels, if they're into um, advertising, uh, YouTube, video games, anything visual. She covers this in the class and students who've taken it have really loved it. It can count for either an arts elective or you can use it as half an English credit. It's just one semester and you can add something different for the second semester. And we do have suggestions. The link to her class and everything else that I will talk about today will be in the show notes, which you can find at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So let's get back to the topic of digital scavenger hunts. Now, these can be found in most cities. So whether you're having a staycation or whether you are going somewhere, you will probably be able to find a digital scavenger hunt. You, if you just don't know about them, you don't know what to look for. You can even sometimes find them in specific locations, like there are a number of museums which will have a digital scavenger hunt in them um, as something that you can do as an alternate just to wandering around the museum. So what exactly am I talking about? Well, these are self-paced tours with a scavenger hunt aspect and they're a problem-solving game all in one. So let's unpack these ideas one by one. So first of all, they are a self-paced tour. Instead of signing up for a paid tour of a city or of a location, these apps, which generally you do have to pay for, now in a museum that you, you may not have to, and I have every now and again come across ones that are free, but typically you do have to buy it. Um, but it's well worth the money, and you'll see why as I explain what they're at. But these will take you around the place. So for instance, in my town, I have done a specific one here. I've also done different ones in other towns around America and even some in England. What typically happens is there will be some kind of a clue um, or a question on your app. You do play them on an app. So you normally download the main app and then you pay to unlock the one you want to do. And it will tell you um, a bit of information about where you are. And then, as I say, you have to find your way to the next location and solve a clue. And until you solve it, you won't be able to move to the next place. But every time you do figure it out, you get to move on. Depending on the particular one that you're using, there will be more or less information. 
Originally, I did ones called Stray Boots, which now they've turned more into just um, something for corporates. And I'm not sure you can even get them anymore, but um, I already had them on my phone because I got them a long time ago. And so I can still access them, but I don't think you can anymore. But there are others that are very similar. And with theirs, every place you came to, there was quite a lot of historical information as you stood outside a building. Um, that you've just been taken to for your, your next stop. This is great because if you've got young children, you can just summarize it. You can quickly read it yourself and tell them in a sentence or two where they're standing and why it's important. If you've got older kids, teens, they can read it for themselves if they've, also, if they've got their apps out. But you don't have to stand there and listen to a tour guide and wait for her to finish before you can carry on. So obviously you can't ask the questions that you could of a human tour guide, but it does give you a lot more flexibility. And especially if you have young ones, you'll know that is important. Most of the time um, you will be answering questions so you'll have to look around your location to figure it out. But sometimes you'll actually need to do fun things like Crazy Dash is one that I've done. And there you're often making funny poses, you having to go up and perhaps ask strangers um, a question or whatever it is. Now you don't have to do every single part of it and if you choose not to do one of the tasks, that's fine. This is all in your ball court, but Crazy Dash is fun I would say particularly upper elementary and middle will probably love it. It's less educational, but you still are taken around and just the places you visit, you read the plaques on them and you're still going to be learning. Second is that it's a scavenger hunt. You are having to all look for the clues. It's never a case of just now go to the next place, now go to the next place. That's not what it's like. You will either be told where to go and then you have to figure out um, an answer to a question based on your location. So you're looking all around your location, which means you're learning about it. On the other hand, you um, may actually have to solve the clue to find the next location. So it just depends on how it works. Um, then it is a game. You do get points. All the ones I've ever played have got points. Now, you could be playing against another team, and so you'll see which team does better. You know, if there's two or three families that are playing together, or if you're a big family and divide yourselves into teams. But even if you don't do that, it does tell you how many you get out of the total possible. And sometimes it also tells you how you are on the general leaderboard. You can get hints if you get stuck. I Again, I haven't played one that doesn't allow for hints. But every time you use a hint, you typically lose points. I have to say, we've never yet finished with all our points intact. There it is. So, what exactly are the benefits to this? Well, the first benefit is just exercise. Each of these will take about two hours. Again, depends on the specific one as to how long it takes. It depends on you. But it does mean you're getting out and about. You're not driving from place to place, but instead you're walking. The second thing is it is teaching you and your children to use thinking skills and to be perceptive, to look around you. You will see things that you never saw before. You will have to really think hard and look hard. And here the younger ones with better eyesight might actually be the ones who figure things out quicker than the adults. It's fun because you're doing it together and you're trying to solve the problems as a family. Thirdly, it's educational. 
all of them have some educational value to it. Some of them are more so than others. Obviously, if you're doing this in a place like a museum, it's going to be very educational because you're going to be learning more about whatever you're seeing in the place. Um, so if you happen to ever see a sign up in a museum that says, download this app and you can do the um, scavenger hunt or they could call it a treasure hunt, do it because these are so much fun. But there is information provided and the, it just is a fun way to learn. The fourth benefit is that you're going to find places you never would on your own. We did one, I did this with um, my youngest daughter and I did one in, in London. And we ended up really off the beaten path in London. We'd seen most of London, we knew all the main sites, but we ended up in places that were adorable. And we said, in fact, my husband saw our pictures and went back and he's a photographer and he went back to take photos because he was so impressed with the places we had found. So it's, it's just a fun way to do things. Um, the next benefit is you can go at your own pace. For those of you with um, little kids or those with teens who want to eat all the time, this means you don't have to just start and keep going until the end. You can stop for food, for bathroom breaks. You can take as long as you want. They are I've not yet done one that the time is important. You're simply trying to solve the problems. You could even do this over a few days. So if you're out and you're starting one and it starts to rain, you can go home and pick it up the next day. You don't have to pay again. It's just there in the app ready to keep going. There, um, Most of these, just talking about timing, um, many of them will work doesn't matter what the time is. However, sometimes they do take you into free places that do close at a specific hour. And again, each hunt will tell you that and you'll be able to see it before you start. You could obviously just skip over, but sometimes you do need the next answer to be able to move on. So just make sure before you start something. Um, then the final benefit is, is it is competitive and has that game element. So it makes learning about a city, learning about a museum, extra fun because of that element of competition. As I suggested earlier, you could find another family or two or three. Maybe if you have a um, homeschool co-op, you could do that as a co-op activity together or um, a homeschool support group or just family and friends that are getting together. If you have extended family meeting together over the vacation, each family could play and you could see which one scores the most points. But even as I said, if you're alone, you can still see, did you manage to finish? How was your score? How far away from a perfect score were you? I'm sure now you're starting to wonder, well, how on earth do I find these? There are a couple of big companies, but there are also just some that just have a couple in a few different cities. And so really the easiest way to do it is to um, do a search on digital scavenger hunt and then the city, or you could have scavenger hunt, the city name and mobile device, or treasure hunt city mobile device, something like that, and have a look and see what is available because there might be more than one in your um, the, the city you want to find one in. As I said, in America, I haven't seen ones that are free, but you can often find good deals on Groupon and Living Social, and they are not terribly expensive. The um, one that I have done with a group of, well, in fact, I said I didn't go with middle schoolers. I tried it out first and then a group of middle schoolers said it was Crazy Dash, which I said is, is a lot of fun. And they have many all around America. One that I've just gifted some of my children, but I don't think they have played it yet. So I, I have got no feedback. And that's scavengerhunt.com. There's um, start off, I think, at $11 a person. And 
they have a lot. In England, I've played Hunts, spelled U-H-U-N-T-Z-Z dot com. And they did have some free ones. And some of these, by the way, um, I'm not sure if any of those ones, but some of like the original one I did, and I think the Hunts one, even allows you to create your own scavenger hunts so that you could create this, for instance, as a birthday party just in your neighborhood. So I hope you found this interesting. If you do any this summer, I would love you to come and tell me which one you did and how much you liked it. You can obviously post a comment on the show notes. You could also go and leave a review on um, iTunes and mention the fact that you heard about them in, uh, you know, through the podcast and then tell us which ones you've done. Or thirdly, you could go to our Facebook group. We have a group specially for all of those of you who listen to this podcast and it's um, homeschooling with technology community again the link will be in the show notes join us there and tell us which ones you've done um is a good chance i'll be doing something this summer and i will definitely be sharing there what i've done with some pictures and how much we enjoyed it well thanks again for listening in um, as always i would appreciate a rating or review on itunes thank you to all of those of you who have done that And uh, enjoy your summer and I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.